marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. So happy 21st episode. <laughs> we made it. Drunk marketing turned 21 in a sense today. So congratulations. <laughs> right, we are finally legal yeah. to drink. It's a celebration. <laughs> okay, that's probably went on for too long. But yeah, it's our 21st, <laughs> it's our 21st episode. And being that our podcast is like... 25% about alcohol. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty big day. So we're both uh, we're both pretty excited to have made it this far. Um, and thanks to everyone who listened to us uh, for helping us get this far too, uh, because we couldn't have done it without all 13 of you. Mainly <laughs> mainly you, Kyle. <laughs> hey, no, we've got you. No, not just Kyle. No, I know. Yeah, we have plenty of awesome fans um, who really keep us going because I mean, you know, we do this partially for ourselves because it's fun and, you know, we like to do it. But if there weren't people who listened, then there wouldn't be a point. So. There are only six of you. You might feel a bit differently. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, even six people. So, but yeah, so in celebration, we're drinking what I think is, it's basically champagne. It's like sparkling white Prosecco. wine. Prosecco. Yeah, Prosecco. I think it's so. Italian. I think it's Italian sparkling wine. It's Prosecco. Okay. I could be wrong. We could have, we haven't had many corrections lately. But that could be one of them. Yeah. If I'm wrong. Yeah. So, so anyway, we're drinking a celebratory bubbly. It uh, says it says Italy on prosecco there. from Italy. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's like champagne. It has to be from France, and prosecco has to yeah. be from Italy. I'll look that up. Yeah, I know champagne has to be from a specific region in France. I don't know much about prosecco, but. It is similar to champagne. It's a bubbly drink that we popped the bottle and we're we're excited. So yeah. I kind of thought before we before we dove in, Chelsea and I were talking the other day about our twenty first birthday celebrations. And when I was in college, like the tradition was to try and take twenty one shots, and you'd have a hash mark on your arm for each shot you took, and then you would black out and wake up and try to see how many shots you took based on how many hashes you had on your arm. I did not do that because until I turned twenty one, I wasn't that big of a drinker. Um, even though I was in college and stuff, because I kept it legal, you know, because that's what I'm about. Good job. Following the law. Um, so my, the night of my 21st birthday, it became midnight, and me and my roommate Sean were watching a fish webcast, and I was like, shoot, I'm 21. And he had a bottle of Jack Daniels in the freezer that he never drank, like it had been there forever, because neither one of us really drank that much. So we did two shots of Jack Daniels, and then we just sat back down and finished the fish show. <laughs> so, you know... Not not a ton of too crazy stuff. And then I went to dinner the next day with my parents on my actual birthday, and they didn't even ID me when I ordered a drink. So, <laughs> Classic 21st birthday dinner experience. Yeah. That um, yeah, My 21st birthday was, I have a summer birthday, so it wasn't like all my friends from, you know, like friends from college. You're just like, let's go. Because I remember when you were telling that story earlier, um, like remembering that people at midnight on their 21st birthdays would go out. Yeah, and it was crazy. Like I just omitted that whole fact of that happening to people from my brain, which is probably <laughs> fine because I did not do that on my twenty first birthday. Um, I went out to dinner with my parents, and um, I remember not getting carded and being annoyed by it and like yeah. making a big deal about it. 
And then uh, my parents came too. Like we just in Pittsburgh, there was like this area in the south side, and we kind of just did like a little bit of, yeah. of a bar crawl. And I was like very adamant at my fr- about with my friends. Like I, I was like, I don't want to do shots. Like I have no desire. Do, don't buy me a shot because I will throw it away. I won't drink it. Like I was kind of bitchy about it. Yeah. Like you can buy me a beer. Like the one <laughs> bar that we went to, kind of to start, we had like uh, they were known for like their like fun drinks. They would always put like toys. Um, yeah, I can't. I wish I could remember the name huh. of the bar. But I've been, was... I've been to that South Side. I've been to that street because there was a music venue called the Rex Theater yes. on that street that I've seen shows at. So yeah, it's right next to D's actually, or like right almost by D's Cafe, which used to be one of my favorite bars. Which, long story short, we did go to this like bar where they put the toys in your drink and you think you're like whatever. It was a good twenty first birthday. Spot, yeah, it's a fun, you know, it sounds like a fun spot for sure. But then, just like true to form, I was like, let's just go to D's. (laughs) And we (laughs) we went to D's and like played the pool and had some beers, and like it wasn't a big, like, wasn't raging raucous party. Yeah, it was just a night out. Yeah, I mean, I drank in college, but not like super hard party. I was like, we were just saying, like, in freshman year of college or even any year of college, it's always like. Right when school starts again or, like, a big party, there's always that one girl that has to go get their stomach pumped or a guy because um, they drink too much. And I've definitely never been at that level of drinking. Um, and I wasn't a huge drinker. Like I said, I never drank in high school and even in college. I was just really wasn't a huge drinker for a long time. But whatever. Yeah. But now here we are. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> recording so... the Drunk Marking podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. Neither one of us were like huge drinkers earlier. And it's not that we're getting wasted on this podcast either. No. Like we might have at one point. Like I'm sure there's been a few episodes where we overdid it. But I mean the goal here is to just uh, have a couple drinks and loosen up and just have a have a loose feeling uh, marketing podcast. I think is kind of at the root of what we're doing here. So yeah. it's not, you know, it's not get wasted and slur our words and yell at people about marketing so marketing do it <laughs> which i'm sure is what half people think when i tell them that's what it is i told a guy the other day because i have our logo on golf balls now and he, i was playing against him in league and he was talking to me about the type of golf balls i have and he's like oh i found one of those that had such and such logo on it and i was like oh mine has a drunk marketing logo on it he's like the heck is that i was like oh it's a podcast of mine he's like and he looked at me like you just get like wasted, like he. You, I could tell. I look in his eyes, like, well, that's like when you're just getting wasted and like talking into a microphone. <laughs> like, not necessarily wrong, but not necessarily right either. So yeah, <laughs> like we have a little bit of value. That one nugget, the takeaway that mm-hmm. I've been talking about since day one. Call back to the nuggets. Right. So, twenty first birthdays are exciting, and they elicit a lot of emotion. Which leads me to our topic today. Buttery sag right there. <laughs> which is emotions in marketing. Yeah. And how people and brands elicit different emotions um, to get people to do different things. So I kind of wanted to start by talking about the ads that I think a lot of people think of when they think of emotion in advertising. And it's the ASPCA with Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, I thought that was... Uh, to have the second thing written down. Yeah, I mean, I figured we'd, we both would be thinking about it because it's immediately, like, when you said that, that was kind of, I didn't mention it out loud when you mentioned it, but it's, 
like that's what I think of is those sad dogs and cats and animals and it's like, like in the arms that, of an angel. Yeah, you can't even like, hear that Sarah McLaughlin song anymore without like you've just shut it off the radio. Like I don't yeah. know that they play what radio station still plays that song even probably because they know that people immediately so think sad, about yeah. those animals. Yeah, it's the saddest thing ever. But I mean it must work because they, they keep doing it and it makes you so sad. You're like shit, fifteen dollars a month I can do that. Like Right. I'm gonna save all the dogs <laughs> kids and cats and, and cats. Yeah, exactly kids in Africa so those it's immediately like that's the first thing I think of and it really I mean it really does tug on your heartstrings because there's something there like if, if you're not a dog person there's like starving kids if you're not a kid person there's starving cats like you know so it's it's so sad even thinking about it now I'm like oh god no but there's happy <laughs> moments too I mean there's there's just there are brands that do a really good job of eliciting happiness and mm -hmm. cheerfulness and that bubbly personality like coke I'll just say Coke, because yeah. it's an example later. Um, you know, in the previous episode, we talked about, like, that I'd like to buy the World Coke song, and that was, like, a fun, upbeat song that, like, even, I'm getting way ahead of where I was in my notes, but, like, the color red, people elicit that, like, or not elicit, they associate that red color of Coke, like, that's really kind of, even just seeing a red circle, and you don't necessarily, maybe you're thinking about Target, I don't know. Stop signs. Yeah, we are like, <laughs> God, I want to buy the world of Coke, damn it. Yeah. Or they had like, you know, pass it on campaigns. Like they've had, just had so many really great campaigns that oh, yeah, lots brought of together communities, brought together people, you know, they've and talked even, like span you know, generations. There's like a whole, like the Christmas Coke Santa can yeah. nostalgia that like. And the polar bears and stuff that make oh, you yeah, feel good. Oh yeah, people collect those cans yeah. at, at the holidays. I mean. And even share a Coke with Sharon. Let's, let's share oh, yeah. Sharon. Like, you know, that's bringing people together and, you know, people, share a Coke with collect, your coach. And, yeah, you people know. collect Coke memorabilia. Like, there's my friend from high school. I remember she always had, like, like a corner of her room was all Coca-Cola memorabilia. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, people really get into it. And, I mean, that's just your brand. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. They feel good about it. You see the color. You see the logo. There's something about it, obviously, especially if you're willing to collect the memorabilia for it but, <laughs> right. but to have a brand that's like successful enough and can provoke those emotions enough that you can sell memorabilia right i mean oh, that's yeah. what you want to be doing yeah definitely but yeah no they they do a really good job of, of kind of pulling on the opposite of uh, emotions of aspca <laughs> yeah. well i have a little statistic that i wrote down sure which was from the institute of practitioners in advertising and it's that, sounds official. I know it sounded really Super official. official. Ads, it's, it was ads with emotional content performed twice as well um, as ads without emotional content and delivered um, better profits. Oh wow! So so not only is the emotional tie something that's appealing, but the ROI is there too. Right. So you know, just figure out how to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, you're so you're using the emotion to get people to. Buy something, do something, feel a certain way. Right. Um, there's lots of, I mean, lots of, of different emotions that you can pull on, pull on. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking, again, like in my research and I was reading articles, like almost just every single article brought up negative feelings and how sometimes people think they're maybe doing something like that's pulling on heartstrings. Or making parents feel like, you know, a little startling. I think startling ads sometimes are okay, but 
It's a super Apple ad for the little boy. It was nationwide insurance. And he, like, died? Yeah. yeah that had like, a ton of backlash. Yeah, like, they what the fuck? It. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was, like, a tweet that was, like, hey, nationwide, do you cover insurance for emotional, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, whatever the, like, emotional turmoil or something. There was one super ad last year. I think it was Hyundai. And, like, they brought these people into the room and showed them, like, these kids, like, going through cancer and then, like, recovering from cancer. And they actually, the people walked into the room. They got to meet them. And they're like, Hyundai... For every Hyundai you buy, we donate money to the cancer research. And people were tweeting like, so if you buy a Honda, basically you're killing kids with cancer. Like, <laughs> like it was like something that was meant to be good. But then people were like, whoa, like, yeah, I have, do I have to go buy a Hyundai right now? Like, I don't need a car, but like, shoot, I feel like I need to like help these kids. Oh, you're like, what's the, I don't know, long term, just donating money to cancer research makes you feel good but if i do it this way at least i'll get a car in the end yeah there you <laughs> like, go yeah that's there it. you go but yeah no i mean there's there's definitely ways it can go wrong and that nationwide commercial was prime prime example like i remember coming into class because i was in school at the time talking about super bowl ads that was like an immediate like because we were in columbus too which is where nationwide is headquartered right so everyone's just like i'm nationwide ad what the hell was that yeah it was bad it was yeah yeah but and, and the same Ryan Lane, you know, Super Bowl ads was a just the perfect example for consistency. Um, I kind of had Coke in that same barrel of like consistently, like well performing ads. Mostly, like in a Super Bowl, they'll have a big, um, you know, some big campaign or a campaign launch or something that makes people feel great, but. Those horses, like, I don't like horses. I'm not a horse person. Oh, the and, like, Budweiser? Yeah, people aren't drinking Budweiser. I mean, I'm sure there are people who drink Budweiser, but, like, for the most part, like, I don't think Budweiser is, like, yeah, any the, great... The Budweiser, but uh, people yeah. go crazy about those damn the horses. yeah. Or, like, that one, like, last year there was, like, a baby... Clydesdale or a dog or a puppy yeah when the dog cl- befriends the Clydesdale so it's yeah. so cute yeah people are like <laughs> but you're not like I'm gonna buy some Budweiser now gosh <laughs> darn it like it, it's definitely like it's memorable and people see that happening and yeah definitely like, I mean they, I, I associate Clydesdales with Budweiser like if I were to see one like, like in, in a, a parade or, something or whatever like that, I'm like oh Budweiser's here yeah <laughs> So that's oh, a good I way to, parade, not farm. So that's a good way to brand an animal. <laughs> without hot. Yeah, without hot metal. <laughs> yeah, but that's the consistency consistency of those Clyde sales. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily know that it's making people buy Budweiser. At least I've never been compelled to buy Budweiser. I, like I said, I don't like horses, so yeah. they're not really doing much for me. But there's tons of people that just live yeah, for that. Iconic. Like, what's what's the Budweiser ad going to be the this year? Sale, yep. Yeah, it's an, it's definitely an iconic thing. Um, which is good. I mean, you know, and that consistency year over year and then people grow to be attached to those polar bears at Christmas time for Coke and those horses during the Super Bowl for Budweiser. And that's just like, like, oh, they're back, you know, and it's, you feel good about it when you see it because you associate it with the happy feelings you get at Christmas time or the, like the happy feelings you get when you watch the Super Bowl. So yeah, there's a lot of good, like emotional, uh, is- ties to it as well. There's an ad and I feel like it's always at Christmas time. There's two ads actually that like are nostalgic for me and the one I feel like it's even still on or maybe they've made like I think they've done an updated version of it again of an ad that like doesn't necessarily make me buy a product but there was that first Folgers ad where like the son comes home and I was young like I definitely didn't have kids when that ad came on and it was like 
the parents were like in bed sleeping and then like the son comes home but he sneaks in like whether he came home for college or adulthood or whatever uh-huh. he like snuck in like makes some coffee and like the mom's like wakes up like what does that smell why do i smell coffee and, like right. looks over and they're like kevin's home yeah and like they're so pumped but they redid it recently too where it was just kind of like the same thing but there's a like the parents and there's like a little sister and then like same thing like the, the guy comes home and like the like makes the coffee and little girl like gets up and she's the same thing. It's like this super happy feeling that like, yeah, like you open up a can of Folgers, like they peel back that foil and you're like, and you associate yeah. that with your kid coming home or coming home to see your parents and stuff like that. Well, no, and you're like, I mean, it's just a good, like a, I was thinking more lines of consistency. Like, well, yeah, that's yeah. Too. Like, cause like the, you like the best part and... of waking up is Folgers in your cup. But it's like the, a great thing about waking up would be to find that your kid was there. That right, you hadn't yeah, seen you in hadn't like seen six in months and he made Folgers. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the coffee, Kevin. Maybe, maybe, what are you doing home? <laughs> maybe not when the like, little girl was like, Kevin, I can't drink coffee. I'm only eight. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't <laughs> what the that. hell? It's like, I'm really hyped up for the whole day. Don't give your eight-year-old's coffee. It probably wouldn't end well. <laughs> you wouldn't go to sleep. Yeah, I don't know. But those two things, um, or did I say two things, or is that the first one and there was a second one that I can't remember? I thought we talked about the horses and, and Folger and Coke, I guess, was just three. Yeah, no, I had one other one where I was talking about, like, nostalgia ads, but I can't remember, like, what the other one was. But that Folger's one was definitely, like... Something I do. It's not. Ne- it's never made me want to buy Folgers. Although you and I both drank Folgers coffee, they unknowingly. To unknowingly, us, there was like a fancy brand that I think I saw it at Target, and I was like, "Oh, I need some more coffee," and I just grabbed it off the shelf. It was like on one of those end of the aisle displays. I bought it because <laughs> I have a coupon app on my phone, and like if you certain things are on sale, they'll give you like you'll get a dollar back, and then you like once you buy enough things, it'll give you like put money in your PayPal account or you can get Amazon gift cards. So most of the time I only use it to buy something that I was going to buy anyway. I don't find that I buy things. Sometimes I do. But like if I need to buy a bottle of wine, I'll go look in that app and you see me pull it out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, let's get that one instead because I'm going to get $3 back if I right. buy this wine and they're about the same price. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely what, but that's why I bought that coffee is because okay, there was one of the, I, like, it was a discount. yeah, there was a, money back in the or rebate or whatever in the coupon app so i bought it but i didn't know and then you were like oh yeah that's folgers and i was like what yeah it was like 1812 or 18 yeah i didn't 1850 i think i didn't know it either but anyway but that like good job folgers rebranding and yeah exactly because like, i wouldn't have bought folgers. navy blue bag <laughs> yeah exactly i wouldn't have bought it because i'm like oh fucking corporate coffee folgers like, crystals yeah, exactly. No, so I, uh, I, we both uh, came to that. <laughs> then Kevin came home. <laughs> like, yeah, we were like, no. Kevin, what are you doing here? God damn it, Kevin. Did you make this coffee? <sighs> no, I'm crying. <laughs> I don't even have a son. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I'm here in my house, but you made coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know anyone named Kevin. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I have a couple other um, ads that I think do, that do a good job of pointing out emotion. I think jewelry stores, um, particularly around the holidays, um, like every kiss begins with K and there's like the shots of people proposing and it's, you know, and it's around Christmas and it's in the snow and stuff like that. And, you know, I think those like that, that love and you're like, oh, my gosh, like it's so sweet. And, you know, I think people proposing or just even getting your wife of 20 years like a ring for Christmas or something like that or for yeah, Mother's an- Day anniversary. Yeah, jewelry um, and Mother's Day, I think, is always another good tie. They always have some, like, some piece of jewelry for Mother's Day that, like, 
reminds me of like the type of jewelry that like your kids will pick out and give you, but you definitely wouldn't ever pick out to wear yourself. But because they're your kids and they've like, they buy you like, let's buy mom this like heart diamond pendant. And you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't ever want a heart diamond pendant, kids. But then you're gonna wear it because your kids gave it to you, and it's like. So sweet, but yeah. my kids have never bought me a hard time pendant. I don't know if they just know me well enough or they're cheapskates, whatever it is. Well, your kids are also like 11, so I don't think they're going to <laughs> pay to pick up like a couple hundred dollar like <laughs> diamond, diamond pendant. So I don't <laughs> Whatever. Man, you might have to wait a little bit for that. <laughs> we'll get the Sarah McLaughlin Arms of, Arms of an Angel edition charm Ooh. bracelet or something. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I always I always thought jewelry stores do a good ex- uh, good job and even if it's not necessarily targeted to me specifically, um, I'm not in the market for an engagement ring or, you know, to uh, maybe I could get my mom Mother's Day jewelry. It's not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, for people who, who are in that state of mind, I think it really does a good job of pulling on it. And, and it's a good gift idea for your significant other for uh, Christmas as well. So, yeah. or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate at that during that time of year. So I think they, they do a good job of uh, listening love emotions. Ooh, did we finish this Prosecco already? We did. It's deceivingly not a lot of Yeah, it's like one bottle of it. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, jewelry commercials. We're not, listen, we just talked about this. We're not looking to get hammered marketing. It's oh, just... yeah. I had like two glasses. And I'm like, Slightly tipsy. I'm like at the point, I'm like, yes, more alcohol. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much more to talk about. Yeah. All right, so yeah, jewelry jewelry stores do a good job of uh, of evoking love and you know kind of pulling on those heartstrings from a from a love perspective. Yeah, so. that'll always get me. Like anything that, like I'm such just like a hopeless romantic, so anything like cheesy romance will just it gets me anytime. So I'll cry at like dumb things. I cried watching an episode of Queer Eye the other day. Well, everyone cries watching Queer Eye. You're not, you're not alone based on what I, I see on like Twitter. The, yeah. The, like it was the, the proposal, like the guy proposed to his girlfriend. It was like this big, like uh, I, cried, park I scene. cried during that one too. Yeah. It was, oh, gosh. Came out in that white socks. Yeah. And he's like, I was so confused though, because there was no O in Shannon, but she spelled her name with two A's. Shanann. Oh yeah. Shannon. I was like, where's the O? We're spelling it. Queer Eye, that's a show that pulls on your emotions. You're happy, you're sad, you're like, you're feeling it. You're yeah, crying tears of joy. Trying out a French tuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a shirt that was slightly too long and I tucked it, I French tucked it. Nice tan. Thanks a lot, tan. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't insult your uh, weight anymore. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I did have a dream that tan called me fat. <laughs> I was like, wow. Which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, geez, and they're also body positive too. Yeah, they I don't are. Know where, I must have been feeling fat that night. <laughs> um, yeah. So besides the jewelry ads, did you have another? You said you have a couple. I do have a couple. What's going to pivot to negative? Okay. Well, I have a couple positive, kind of in the same theme of what we're talking about. Like from a parent standpoint, um, most of the time you'll see them during the Olympics, or a lot of times you will. Yeah. Um, but Procter and Gamble had that really great "Thank You Mom" Thank you, Mom. series. Yeah. It's the Sochi Olympics. Yeah, and like I feel like that kind of there's always that long been um, at least for me like the part I like the like the actual games and the competitive things that happen like the events that happen in the Olympics but like everyone loves the stories too oh yeah so it's like when there's like this ice skating or whatever they show like the kid on a pond and like falling down in their butt and then or like you know it's like little kid like on this little tiny ski jump and then the next thing you know they're like oh 
And then, you know, of course, there was always some, And the some, moms like, coming to their side to console them after they fell down. Like, you could do it, honey. Keep at yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, they're winning gold at the Olympics. Yeah. Right. You're just like, you're in tears. You're like, it was a 30-second commercial spot. This person's not even real. Yeah. Like I said, some <laughs> of them, like the ones that, like, kind of was the beginning of it, they weren't even commercials. They were part of the Olympics. They still are. Like, that story telling yeah. that the Olympics does about the competitors. And you're like, you know, they grew up in Russia and this, like... I don't know, and like some horrible under some like terrible regime, and they couldn't leave their house, and they had to like secretly build a, I don't know, an underground ice rink, and then next thing you know, <laughs> here we are. Real crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I've ever heard that story, but there are yeah, always I mean, some like. I think athlete stories are great during the Olympics too, because they're not stories you necessarily would always hear because. You know, the story of a basketball player or a baseball player or something like that where, like, you know, you hear about LeBron James year after year after year or someone like that because they're always around. But Olympic athletes, like, I don't think about snowboarding or, like, ice skating or something as a sport in sec for every four years. And when I do, you know, it's, it's new people who often, because, you know, it's every four years, so people age out, new people come in, so I don't know a lot about them. So when they tell the stories about these people and how much they had to overcome to get, like, their dream was to get to the Olympics and they yeah. made it. And, you know, it really and we're not them. watching, like, I mean, sometimes you watch the X Games or something, but you're not necessarily watching figure skating or right. luge in yeah. the off season. Like, oh, yeah, I think the luge trials of uh, mid-season are on. You know, the Olympics isn't in for another two right. years, but I just want to see who's up I gotta and coming. I got to watch the, the gymnastics world championships. Yeah, I will watch gymnastics. Like, college gymnastics is on. Like, fairly regularly, like, on sports channels. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I will watch gymnastics as, like, and, or swimming. Like, I would enjoy watching, like, outside of the Olympics, yeah. but... I do love Michael Phelps. And then, who's that girl who was, like, whooping everyone's ass oh, in, yeah. 20, in Brazil? I forget her name. Uh, I just she, heard that... Uh, I would know her name, too, if I heard it. Did you just hear that, that Ryan Lochte got in trouble again? Again, yeah, for doping. He posted an Instagram of, like, combining substances in his IV, and it was just, like, illegal to do that, so... Good job, Ryan Lochte. Ugh. But he's kind of a fuck. He, like, staged a rob- or, uh, robbery. And, yeah, like, was that him? I was remembering yeah. that from the Olympics. Like, said like... he got mugs, but really he just, like, kicked a door in, like, in a bathroom in some gas station in Brazil. Like, what the fuck was he yeah, doing? Yeah, did they ever get to the bottom of that? I don't because know. Because they say, like, somebody got kidnapped or, like, they were... No, well, it was... Basically, he said he got held up, but, like, really that wasn't the case. Like, he just kicked in the door of a bathroom and, like, vandalized the gas station in some random town in Brazil. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a fucker. Well, Phelps did was smoke a little pot. Come on, we give that guy a break. Oh, yeah. Michael Phelps is an American hero. Like, no one cares that he smokes weed. Like, yeah. he killed it. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, the Olympics and the advertising, they don't advertise that story. Um, <laughs> when they're trying to make you feel good about somebody. But at yeah. the same time, those are, like, negative emotions. And now, you know, like, whether or not Ryan Lochte's aged out of... Olympic swimming, I have no idea how old he is. They said he's, they said he's in his, like, mid-30s, but they said he's training for the 2020 Olympics, so... Right, but, like, that kind of press, like, it's like everyone's gonna, like, do people forget in four years, like, that you pull this giant dick stunt and then come back again and, like... Yeah, it's... He can, really, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were doping and, like, in the off-season or whenever. It's like, if you're willing to do that at any time, you're just not the caliber of athlete that... Yeah. That should be competing or should be like representing your country. It sucks. Right. Fucking Ryan Lochte. Come on, Lochte. Get your All right. Drunk shit marketing together. comes out strong against Ryan Lochte. And doping. <laughs> <laughs> and Olympic doping. <laughs> Fuck you, Russia. That's why you couldn't participate, suckers. But you're hacking elections. So there's that. Yikes. Oh, I wanted to talk about that. I forgot about that. Um, 
like total sidebar. I won't worry about it. Ooh, well, I, I, I did want to talk about politics. I didn't want to talk about politics, but I wanted to talk. Maybe we can a little bit. I just wanted to talk about the attack ads that you see in politics. Yeah, sure. Because that's that's a crazy emotion too, where they they like piss you off. You're like Hillary Clinton's gonna take away my guns, or Donald Trump's gonna like make it so that the Earth global warming accelerates by fifty percent, like steamrolling and flattening out the Earth as we speak. Yeah, exactly. Like so, you know, it's it's the extremes on both sides. I'm not gonna take a side either way because both sides do it, right? And they and then everyone freaks out about it, and you know, it's it's a good way because like I said, that's something that really motivates people to action. Like I saw like a commercial. It was paid for by the NRA that was, like, this girl was, like, protecting her house, but then, like, she gets into her gun safe and has her gun, but then next time she gets robbed, like, she gets into her gun safe, she doesn't have a gun because Hillary Clinton, like, came to her house and took it. In the and middle it was, of the night, yeah. she's, like, reverse Santa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, like, serious. Like, obviously Hillary Clinton's not coming to your house and taking your guns, but, like, they have that advertising, and then people are just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, you right. know, and... And it goes, it goes the other way, too. Like, obviously, Donald Trump isn't breathing fire and making the earth hotter. But, like, you know, you see that type of stuff, too. So um, it's those type of ads you see. I and mean, I know going into these midterm elections, I've already seen, like, Sherrod Brown and Jim Renacci really torching each other about oh, yeah. this, that, and the other. So, you know, it's it's every year. And I always kind of want to find someone who runs runs a campaign that's above board and you know they talk about themselves rather than talking about the opponent but they never do so these attack ads must must really work yeah it's i don't know it does there was a might as well talk about when the episode of parks and rec where leslie was running that was like a whole thing was that like ben wanted to run a negative ad and she was like refused to do it and her like they were talking that it wasn't necessarily about the ad but like the three guys were sitting there. It was like Ben, Aziz, and I don't, and I think it's like with Tom. Tom and I can't yeah. think of who that from. But they were all doing the negative ad voice. They were like, Ryan Lochte, dopes. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like that scary negative yeah. ad voice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when you want to have someone come and put needles in your arm, Ryan Lochte cannot be trusted. <laughs> I don't think I have a very good negative ad voice, but. Yeah, I'll work uh, on that a little bit. <laughs> so We'll get better next week. When you guys when you're ready to run those negative ads, I'll be coming for <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, no. Too bubbly for Pawnee. <laughs> <laughs> she took away your one hundred and forty eight ounce <laughs> Sweetums. Sweetums drinks. Yeah. Which I actually got. I wanted a I went to the gas station. Yeah, you got, station. like, the Polar Pop style Yeah, I got the Polar Pop, and I, like, I really just needed or wanted, like, something that was hot out, and I wanted something cold, but I also, like, was in the mood for a soda, which doesn't happen very often at all. Only but, when you're hungover. Well, I was trying not to talk about the fact that I was hungover. Jeez. It's truck marketing. You can t- say that you're hungover, I think. It wasn't even after recording, I don't think. No, it was after one of Chelsea's Betterment events. Ugh. You were raging that Dang, night, was... apparently. Right. But sometimes it's just something, I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, like there's something about a fountain coke when you're feeling not so great after a night of drinking. That well, just, the caffeine will hype you back up, caffeine, sugar. Caffeine, sugar, and then just like a carbonation, like it's just... And the fact that it cleans pennies, it's doing that to your It's innards. doing that. It's doing its job. But I went to, I went, we like went to this gas station and I got this Polar Pop and I was like, I felt like I was in Pawnee because like the, the smallest size was 32 <laughs> ounces. It was huge. And I was like, but then for like 
the same exact price. I think they were all 99 cents was like the point of it too. Cause I yeah, was like, you get the, you it doesn't like, matter. It's like what's, silly not to get the big one. Like, like I might as well get much. the like 624 ounce. Yeah. <laughs> it's only 99 cents. Yeah. This is what we call child size. Oh, it's actually the weight of a human child. <laughs> <laughs> right. That thing was, it was enormous, but I don't know. It did make me feel better. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, no, it's, Coke, it's, back to Coke, make you feel good. It does. It's always, yeah, whether you got a hangover or you're watching polar bears on TV. But yeah, I think uh, political attack ads, they must, that's another thing, like the ASPCA commercials that bother me every single year when I see them, but they must work because they keep showing back up. So, and then the ones that I agree with, I'm like, yeah. And then the ones I don't agree with, I'm like, no. So, I mean, yeah, listening emotions in me. So, yeah, um, and then the other, just real quick, the ones that I that scare me like emotionally is those smoking ads you see, where like the lady's like, "I smoked for seventy two years, and now I have to put this. I have this hole in my throat, and I have to put it in the. You see her putting the thing in her throat, and it's really gross. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, it scares the shit out of me. Are they real? Those still yeah. happening? Dude, they those anti smoking ads. I don't know if they're still going on. They used to, I used to always see them though, particularly in college. And they scare the shit out of you. Like, these people were like, they look all messed up. Like, the guy doesn't have a bottom jaw because he had lung cancer. And, like, it's just, like, these real graphic, like, scary ads that they did. And I didn't smoke to begin with. But I was like, shoot, I am not smoking now. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever want to smoke. Right. But, yeah, they scare the shit out of me and they gross you out. But they were effective because, like, you either turned the channel or you were just, like, sitting there cowering by the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, fear. It'll get you. Yeah. Definitely. It got me. Um, not that I was even thinking about smoking, but I was like, I'm definitely not now. <laughs> I wish I could re read this note that I wrote and then circled it because I have no idea at <laughs> all what that might say. Linda? I don't know. That's that's something. <laughs> that is, that's just basically gibberish. <laughs> You're just like, it's like a doctor's signature or something. <laughs> Are you writing a prescription? <laughs> Yeah, I have. Oh, no, I know I know what it says. It right. was the thing that I wanted to talk about, which actually is a good lead-in to, like, the next area of advertising or emotion, ad emotional advertising I would talk about. But So I saw, I was thinking about that thing I saw on Facebook the other day, which what I know it's not necessarily on topic, but I thought was a pretty cool, it kind of is, because people sharing fake news on Facebook elicits emotions oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. Um, but the other day, this lady, just like a friend of my parents that I'm Facebook friends with, shared this um, headline. And I wish I could remember what that was. I thought I took a screenshot of it, but I don't think I... I think I just... Mars I think I is did. going to be as big as the moon on the July 27th. Yeah. The headline, because the 27th is my parents' anniversary. You're so right. As I said it to you, and I was like... but under I didn't even look at it. I was like, oh, that's neat. Yes. <laughs> you thought I was actually sending it. But what I was sending was a screenshot of... The person posted that article, and then three articles, like, right underneath were her thing. There was, like, a box, and it was, like, three different, like, fake news sources, like, news sources that out. So it was, like, Snopes, um, like, Fact Finder. Yeah, they had, I saw they had, like, the tags that and was, it was, like, like fact check, fact check. Or yeah, and like it's, that. like, false, yeah. false, false. Like, there's not going to be, <laughs> Mars is not going to be, which, like, you know, I guess commending Facebook in some way. Um, you know, they're trying to make things right. They're trying to fix, like, people sharing fake news. In a way, Mark Zuckerberg kind of freaks me out, though. Because I, I quoted a tweet where he said, like, no, we're not going to censor people who deny the Holocaust. And I was like, this is why college education is important, because all these entrepreneurs didn't go to college. And they don't really learn critical thinking or facts about the world. Right. Well, it's the same thing where like, you can still add, you can join 
like white supremacist groups on, on Facebook, Facebook yeah. because it's like you can't discriminate like right, free speech or like whatever you want to call it. And it's not cool. Like I tweeted that and this guy responded like, so should we censor like everything that we know to be false or something like that? I was like, well, if we don't censor it, they should at least put the caveat that, that hey, this is proven to be false. And then a couple of days later, you sent me that. And I was actually happy to see like, wow, that actually came true. Like they didn't censor this article. Not that, you know, this article existing doesn't really harm a race or something like that. It's not right. as problematic as white supremacy or Holocaust deniers. But it was nice to see beneath it, like fact check articles is like, hey, this isn't this isn't actually. Yeah, somebody shared this. <laughs> Before you hit the share button, you might want to look at these three related articles that say this is not true. But I thought that was kind of cool um, that that happened. It was the first time I'd seen it. So whether it's new or it just so happened to be the first time. Right. And, you know, that that elicits emotion because you're like, oh, cool. Like, I'm glad Facebook's doing that. Yeah. So people who are, like, concerned that Facebook was maybe not doing things in people's best interest. Facebook lost, like, 25% of its value, Do we want to talk about that? Yeah. That elicits some emotion in me because I'm like, should I put my advertising dollars somewhere else for my company? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the biggest loss in U.S. history. That's yeah, in was... 24 hours or whatever the, the time frame was. But uh, yeah. yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But I do want to talk about social media a little bit because I feel like there's a different level of emotion that um, social media is, is pulling. And certainly we're still seeing ads and, you know, especially when you think about remarketing ads, they're definitely like you have your people are emotional buyers. Um, you know, and so you're, I don't know, you're on a bender one night and you're like a bender, yeah, like a shopping bender or like a drug bender or something. Any kind of bender, emotional right. bender, whatever, but you're like, I'm going <laughs> to buy these shoes. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that. You could just want a pair of shoes or thinking about buying a pair of shoes, but you know, they start to follow you around. You're like, I love those shoes. Or, I mean, maybe it's just a pair of shoes that you loved and you felt emotionally about them, but you know they weren't in your budget or something. But right. they're just following you around. And then one day you happen to have a couple extra dollars in your bank and then these shoes are there. And next thing you know, they're yours. Hell um, yeah. Buy those shoes. If you're looking at shoes, buy them. Buy them. Always <laughs> buy the shoes. No, but it made me think about emotions. But I found a funny statistic, um, which makes sense, I guess, as far as social media goes. Um, that 69% of millennials experience FOMO <laughs> in social, like in social media. So, like, well, yeah, when your friends post a picture of something really cool, you're like, oh shit, I should have went or yeah. like, man, like I really wish I was there type deal. So if you don't know what FOMO is, it's the fear of missing out. Oh yeah. I should have explained that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually wrote like, I made sure to write it down so I didn't like forget to say what it was. Fear of missing fear ostriches. Um, right. <laughs> Fortunately, observing Mars orbit. Yeah. It's in retrograde. No, it's not. Mercury is in retrograde. There's a lot of shit in retrograde right now. Yeah, it's all in retrograde. I saw I saw a meme today that said Mercury is in Gatorade or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mars is as big as the moon. Yeah. Fake news. So Um, much crazy shit happening. Yeah, but social media, like, I think that um, one thing Facebook's been getting kind of good about is that, like, it's, which is good for organizations, whether they know it or not. I'm sure that the organizations know it. Is that, like, um, I posted something today about this fundraiser that the Junior Betterment's doing where they're selling shaved ice at a farmer's market. And then, like, that shows up in someone's feed. Like, I say that I'm going. And then, like, next thing I know, like, three other friends 
either shared the same event or were listed as going to that same exact event. Oh, because it showed, yeah, it showed up in their feed. Yeah, it showed up in their feed that I was going and it showed up in their feed, not just because I was going, but like maybe they missed the invite or maybe they just didn't see it yet. Um, but yeah, that, again, to that fear of missing out concept, like people are seeing that and they're like, oh, you're going to that concert? Like, oh, you're going to that wine tasting? Oh, you're going to that taco truck food roundup night? Whatever it is. I like, almost said, oh, you're going to that orgy, like in the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to that orgy? <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. And then know. I did say it because I couldn't not. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, it's actually like they're so doing a service to organizations who are holding like fundraisers and or not even fundraisers, just things that are profitable. Like there was like an ice cream, beer ice cream paint job thing at royal docks recently no oh yeah paths and royal docks sort of thing yeah, yeah. i saw that it's like beer floats and stuff how like i'm confused and i'm trying to tie it back to emotion oh <laughs> well so, uh, so the emotion was like the fear of missing out on social oh, media yeah so you see these events yeah okay. i was talking about social media and that's also um something i think social media advertising that brands are doing a really good job with is exclusivity um where you're seeing tons of these um box subscriptions oh yeah so you have like birch box ipsy glam bag like all these things are like sometimes you need a promotional code before you can even become a member of it so then you have to find a friend who oh, yeah, also who does gets it. this yeah. Yeah. um you know and then ends up like getting um you know sometimes you get a discount if you get a promotional code and there's i mean i, I feel like i've seen so many of those subscription style boxes um over the past five years or so but I mean, it's obviously, again, it's one of those things that's working. People are doing oh, it. Yeah. People continue to subscribe. So, well, the, the the sustainable income thing is great because they're getting money every month. And then, like, my roommate said, he got his golf box today. And I was like, do you end up keeping the stuff that came? And he's like, yeah, it's just too much of a hassle to send it back. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's where their bread and butter is. It's like, especially right. for, like, like, the Stitch Fix and the the ones where they're sending, like, where you have to send back the things you don't want. Yeah. Otherwise, you're charged. I mean, the some of the smaller ones are like ten dollars a month, and you get like samples of makeup. Like, you're not going to send those back. The sock subscriptions, I can't send back. I get one sock per month, so if you don't like it, you can't send it back. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I've never tried. I've only got two. Oh. But I feel emotional when those socks show up. I'm pumped. It's a good day. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a good day. Like hell yeah, I got new socks. I just washed the new pair, so I gotta. I'm gonna have to wear them. Maybe yeah. there'll be a weekly Connor socks posting on social media i need more social post ideas for drunk marketing so yeah your socks memes what do you guys think of the memes you guys like that that one john Mayer meme that i did last week or two weeks ago yeah connor it was great <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who you're asking the people who listen, dude it was awesome the people who listen to the podcast yeah connor cool <laughs> that's my three different voices no, that was good that was good dialogue <laughs> <laughs> John Mayer is a dick. It made me feel good. You know, <laughs> when I made that meme, I felt good about it emotionally. Shut up, Kevin. Yeah, fucking Kevin, fuck you. Go make some Folgers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I totally just did the comedian thing where I was able to tie back a previous joke to a later part of the show. That's my favorite thing Such that a good comedians callback. do. Yeah. Is when comedians call back something, some joke. And I love that. It's usually their rap, but I'm not ready to rap yet. Um, something else I want to talk about um, with social media specifically, I think Facebook is doing is again not necessarily it's part of advertising but facebook they've been doing it for probably about a year now where they're allowing you to um like for your birthday because my birthday is coming up um if nobody knew 
My birthday is going up. <laughs> yep. Um, but you can like have like a charity, a charitable fundraiser for your birthday. And like all of a sudden you're like, oh, this person that I know vaguely from like seventh grade, they're giving money to whatever oh, I, I was sucked, I was sucked it's into like, this. Next thing you know, you're giving twenty dollars like to a fundraiser for somebody you would have never bought a birthday kept, present yeah, for doing ever. It. it was such a good thing though. I mean <laughs> Like I, you feel good about supporting a cause and you're like, Oh, that person's cool. I like think I, I appreciate that they're supporting this cause. But then all of a sudden you're like, I wouldn't have bought that person a birthday present to right. begin with. But I, I think I tweeted, like, can I write off these, like, taxes um, from these friggin' Facebook donations? Because there was, like, a couple weeks span where I donated, like, four of them. And I was like, so there are people that I knew. Yeah. And, you know, they were doing these causes, and I supported the causes. I was like, sure, I'll give 10, 15, 20 bucks to it, whatever. And then I was like, just spent 100 bucks on causes. <laughs> right, of people <laughs> of, like, distant friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I talked to her a couple years ago. Right. So it's. Uh, I was like, Connor, that's so sweet. I know, yeah. yeah. Someone said that. Someone said they're like, oh my gosh, thanks so much for donating, and, and like called me out publicly. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like the first one to do it. I think I, it would just happen to me that I saw it first. So. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, that that again back to social and Facebook advertising in general. I think those are three things that are happening right now on Facebook that elicit emotion that not necessarily, you know, like the ASPCA ad, everyone feels sad about the dog. Um, so that's eliciting people to donate. Or I keep saying eliciting when I'm talking about emotions. but I think evoking emotion evoking. is a better way. You said eliciting earlier, and I like evoking. Well, you can like whatever you want. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> were you trying to give me this? Is that what you were doing? You were yeah, trying... I was just giving you a fist bump to make you feel better. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know what's happening. Like all of a sudden, your hand was there, and you're just maybe like agreed to to disagree on our our e words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, that's really all I have to say about social media. But the one thing, just to kind of wrap up the point of the whole, for me, I guess the the way to go about this when you're thinking about eliciting or evoking emotion in your advertising or your brand. Um, is to think about your audience and who you're trying to reach. I feel like it's something we talk about a lot. Yeah, it's something that you guys, that you can find in common that you both care about. Yeah, so think about your audience, who you're trying to sell this jewelry to, who are you trying to, you know, doesn't necessarily, like, it doesn't have to be something as big as Procter & Gamble or Coke. Um, which or are, as scary as political ads or ASPCA. <laughs> right, but, you know, you're like, trying to get a very specific audience. Maybe it's a dancer or the dancing queen or that um <laughs> whatever that was um or somebody like you know those like we talk about like those mattress ads a lot like nectar purple whatever like maybe you just fucking want a good night's sleep and right. your bed sucks and like you know if the guys from queer eye came in and they looked at your bed they would just take a knife and just cut it down the middle and yeah, be like, it, what yeah, the hell? <laughs> they are really, really, I mean, I they're guess it's like, because they know they're going to redo the house. So <laughs> yeah. You're like, Hey, do you have a sledgehammer? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a sledgehammer. Like, just like right through your wall. You're like, I don't know what you were planning on doing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, know who your audience, um, how can you tap into the emotions of the people that you're trying to reach to get them to do the thing that you want and them to do? What emotion do you think would be best for your audience too? Like yeah. for them to take audience or take action. Right. So if it's donating money to 
the ASPCA, like the idea of like scroungy, sad dogs in cages, like that's, it's obviously worked. Yeah. Or Kevin coming home didn't necessarily make me buy coffee, but it makes me want to drink coffee. And I can think of like the smell of coffee when I see that ad. Mm-hmm. Not buying Folgers crystals, but whatever. Why are they called Folgers crystals? Are they different? Are they freeze dried or something versus like. I've never heard actual, that like, before Colby. until right now. <laughs> so I have no idea. All right. Yeah, I think I think those are all those are all good points. I think before we end the episode, I kind of want to do a do a personal plug, and it kind of ties in. Um, I shared it. I shared the video oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, last week from from Rentware, the company I work at. Um, <laughs> the, the company I work at, but we're doing a stomp out breast cancer campaign. Um, so businesses and even individuals really can buy these custom floor mats. It's got the pink ribbon on it. It says stomp out breast cancer. Um, and then the proceeds from that are going to a local breast cancer patient here in Canton and also a nonprofit with 0% overhead who gives directly to, um, people with breast cancer. Um, so it's a really cool thing that, that I think we're doing. And it's one of those emotional appeals too, from, I guess, a marketing standpoint, because we, we pick this cause that a lot of people can get behind. But you're not making money off of it. No, no, we're not making any money off of it. So, you know, we're, we're. You know, all we're doing is trying to do to do good in the community. So, but the one I might love to like talk about the one guy. Like you said, like somebody bought a mat, and they're like, "I don't really need one, but yeah. use that money, like you know, give it to somebody who could use it, or right, yeah, whatever." Exactly. So, like, so, here you are in this space where like this person just knew that you guys were doing a great thing, didn't necessarily have the need even for what you were selling. It's the same thing, like not even close to the same thing, but I think maybe we talked about that, like. When people are selling candy bars, like kids are selling candy bars door to door or whatever, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't want like, I don't want a candy bar. Like, here's five dollars. Just I don't like, right. you know, take those candy bars and shove them in your backpack and pretend like, yeah. don't tell your mom. Like, eat some candy on the sly. Right. Yeah, the, the first mat sold was the guy who provides our soap. Obviously, we're giant laundry, so he's there all the time, and he's like, hey. Here's some money. I want to buy a mat. I can't do anything with it, so just give it to somebody, and I think I'll I'll end up giving it to the president of the nonprofit that we're supporting, so she can have one. So yeah, I think that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's something cool that we're doing. If you're a listener and and you're interested in a mat, obviously, um, feel free to contact me on social media or something like that, or even just message the Drunk Marketing page. And... Well, Drunk Marketing shared your video of stomping out, yeah. stomping on the mat. So that was yeah. your that was Connor's foot, just in case you didn't know. And you can see, <laughs> can you see your sock? Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe you can see a fun sock. Maybe you'll get a, a sneak peek at a fun sock. Yeah, so much, so much fun things. So, yeah. so anyway, um, happy twenty first episode, Chelsea. Happy... I think I think this was a good one. I think so <laughs> I'm gonna too. pat myself on the back here. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, because it was a good episode. Because we. Oh, uh, I thought you were like. Yeah. We did well. We did it. We did all we, right today. We did okay. <laughs> we did. I don't even think we have to cut anything out except nope. for maybe that statement. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, we'll leave We're it. Good. It's real. <laughs> this is Drunk Marketing. Happy 21st episode. Yep, I'm Connor. I'm Chelsea. Cheers. Cheers.